This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples, UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to episode 168 of the Fight Disciples podcast. This one dedicated to the world of UFC. Uh, don't forget you can subscribe to our podcast via uh, iTunes and you can also get that link via our website. So if you're not on iTunes, you're on Android, you can get various links uh, to various devices uh, via fightdisciples.com. We're all on social media as well. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Fight Disciples. Uh, do check us out. Uh, Nick's currently using the internet at this moment in time uh, to see what happens when molten lava is poured inside a coconut. Fascinating. What does happen? Bubbles. Is that it? You've just delayed the start of this recording because you were watching a YouTube video of someone pouring molten lava inside a coconut. Molten copper into a uh, coconut and it makes the coconut water bubble out of the shell. But it doesn't actually break the shell. Fascinating. This is what I'm working with. Every single week. It's these stupid videos you get on, flick up on Facebook. I'm just like, wow, I wonder what would happen. Why? Why, why, would you, why are you even asked about that shit? That's, that, that's not going to have any influence or determine anything positive Listen, in your life. In 10 years' time, I could be at a pub quiz and someone might go, Does any, like, question number six, what happens when you pour molten copper into a coconut? Now I'll fucking know, and right. you won't. There you go, and that might be the big one where you win, I don't know, a tenner on a pub quiz <laughs> exactly, in, yeah. in 10 years from now. Ian, I've got something for you. I, I wanted to uh, out my wife um, on the show because okay. re- regularly... Pictures, uh, are we talking, are you going to share some pictures here? Oh, or? settle down. <laughs> Not that type of outing. <laughs> Um, my mum complains about the use of my language on this particular show, yeah? Yep. And she thinks that I am uh, the black sheep of the family. She thinks I'm a stain uh, on the family. Well, I'm going to share something with you right now, mum. Mum's not listening. She don't listen to the show anymore. But my dad will be. Dad, pass this on, right? This is yeah. how this is going. This is how we're working. So I've noticed that my wife's getting a, getting angry quicker, Right, I don't know whether it's living with me. Shorter fuse. Yeah, I don't know whether it's uh, living with me or, or or it's just the stresses of work. I don't know what it is. And this anger is coming out when she's driving a lot. All right. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of bell ends on the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other day, all four of us sat in car. We're on our way to Nana's. That's where we are. Right. Yeah. And th- to be fair, this bell end comes out of nowhere and cuts her up. Right. Yeah. So my wife gives it the big one. She don't hold back. This kid's in car, but she don't hold back. She lets them have it. She lets them have it. I'm pissing myself, but she absolutely lets them have it. About 30 seconds later, after everything's calmed down, we're driving along, my four-year-old son in the back of the car. Mummy, what's a pillock? <laughs> she looks at me and I went, I'm not explaining it. You said it, crack on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's nothing worse, is there, when you've proper lost your head and then yeah, your kid yeah. looks at you and goes, Dad, what's a dickhead? <laughs> <laughs> shh, shh. I didn't say that. I, I said, I said, stickhead. <laughs> well, Jane takes the, the kids to uh, the childminder Monday to Wednesday. The grandparents have them Thursday and Friday, but the, the two kids go to a childminder Monday to Wednesday. So Jane drives them there on her way to work and drops them off. So the other day we're in the car, I think we're going to a supermarket or something, the four of us are in the car, but Jane's driving, it's just kind of unusual, if, we, if we're going out as a family, I just tend to, to drive, well, for whatever reason. Man's work. Yeah, exactly, for whatever reason. The leader of the pack. Absolutely. Whatever reason, Jane's driving. So we comes out of our road, we both, got, literally gets 100 yards down the road, and um, the Jane, we pull up and the lights change, and Jane goes, ah, like just, that was it, just like a, a sigh, I've just missed them lights. And the little fella in the back, he goes, 
Oh, come on! Top of his voice. So Jane bursts out laughing. He's laughing. And I'm like, what, what's going on? A little in-joke. So uh, Jane's like, oh, that's because that's what I shout every morning when we're late. Because I'm late for work. I'm late dropping them off. I'm late going there. And whenever lights or whatever happens, I'm always like, oh, come on! And he's picked up on it that much that yeah. she didn't even say it. But he knows that's the morning, like, shout, oh, come on! Whenever there's a, whenever there's a red light and mummy has to stop, it's yeah. an oh, come oh, come on! on! And it was just the way he said it. I was like... Lisa's oh not, yeah, but Lisa's, that was just anger. There's no profanity in there. Mm-hmm. At least your kid's not going to go to school and give it to the teacher. That's true. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Giving it the big end. All right, you pillock, how you doing? <laughs> morning, pillocks. <laughs> morning. <laughs> what? My, my daddy was calling somebody that on in the car this morning on the way into work. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get stuck into some uh, UFC chat because if you've tuned in and you're just wondering whether this is a, a chat about the school run, it's not. This is a conversation about something that we bigged up to you last week. We were going crazy. We were saying, listen, this is going to be unbelievable. You're going to get highlight reel knockouts. It's going to be one of the greatest shows on earth. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to stop bigging stuff up. I I just think for so often we'll always go, listen, it's the fight night. It's the little shit. We know when there's a fight night on, it's not a big numbered pay-per-view event. We always go, listen, do yourself a favour. Watch it because the fight nights, you know, they they always kind of surpass expectations. And they always stack up. It's the pay-per-views that always let let you down. Jeremy Stevens and Duho Choi, it stacks up the week before. Last week was a belter. It stacks up. Absolutely brilliant. And this one we were like, you know, two title fights. Wow, the UFC are getting going, man. This is how you start a year. This is amazing. Two big punches against two established champions. Let's get romantic, man. What what are the odds on two first round knockouts? Woo woo woo. And man, in hindsight, you know when you're watching something, you go, Yeah, like that wasn't gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Two absolutely established contenders for best ever in their weight division champions against two guys who are pretty much novices in the UFC but have just got massive punches and have been knocking people out left, right and centre. Suddenly, Daniel Cormier makes Uzumir looks like a complete novice and don't even get me started on Nganu because it was just like, we said, we said Nganu, first round knockout or he's in trouble. He's got one round in him. Adam, he didn't even have one round in him. Well, he did. He had a boxing round in him. He had three minutes in him. Yeah, that yeah. was it. Gassed. That was it. Ooh, Nothing gone. left. Well, hang on a minute, right? It's like me on fucking, when I play Street Fighter on the computer. Just I just go, press as many buttons as I can, and then someone just walks up and knocks me out because I've got no power left. Before before we, we hate on people gassing out, let's go crazy about DC's performance because I've hated on him many, many times on this show. Yeah. I love him as a guy. I think he's a top fella. Love all his interviews. I think he's going to be a brilliant pundit in years to come. I can't get enough of him as a human being. Fighting style, not a big fan. Mainly because it's all wrestling. However, I wanted redemption for him. I wanted I wanted him to beat Uzumir at yeah. the weekend. And that, for me, it maybe is the reason why I look at that performance as, he's, for me, his most enjoyable. I really, really enjoyed it. And the reason why he enjoyed it is because... Yeah, all right. Usami's in there. He's hunting, man. I mean, he come out the blocks like a fucking rat, didn't he? I thought he looked good. Straight away. He was in. He was yep. chucking. He was trying. Straight away, I'm loading up. I'm going to knock this dude out, and I'm doing it early, right? Yeah. And DC, sharp as a tack, swaying from side to side, closing the distance, beautiful. Light but, on his feet, and he DC? Really? For a big guy. Yeah. Light on For his feet. So we, even when Usami was landing that one, too. He was always seen to be going he backwards. Was oh, he was he... always he was it was catching him, but he was catching him on the way out. Yeah. So he was taking all the power away from Uzumiya's punches. But not only that, mate. In the last minute thirty, minute maybe even two minutes of the round, DC put it on him, and yeah. I was like, "Hey, up, 
That's how you do it. Yeah, and I was thinking, here we go. And he started Mm. chucking the bombs. He was landing. He was hurting. Yeah. 10 seconds, 15 more seconds in that first round, the dude's out. He's choked him out, man. Well, that submission, yeah. If he got it on 10 seconds earlier, Usamir would have gone. Usamir said afterwards in the press conference as well, he said, the reason I didn't tap is I heard the klaxon. I heard the 10-second klaxon. So I knew uh, it doesn't matter that I'm in this position. I'm basically screwed because all I've got to do is hold my breath for 10 seconds. It's cool. So he said he didn't panic. Once it was it was sunk in deep, but he never panicked because he was like, well, it's the end of the round. Now it's fine. Had that klaxon never gone, Uzumir probably taps from now. Um, if he and that, I kind of even though it's a great, it's still a great finish from DC in the second round. Outstanding, but the beatdown. But how good would it have been for that moment to be the finish? Yeah, the weather he like he weather not even a storm. He's like going, you can't hit me, son. You can't hit me. He's like you swaying out me. the way. He's yeah. all you out can the hit way. Him, but you can't hit him. Yeah, and yeah. then bang, in he went. He started landing big rights. Uzumir's like, fuck, what's this? I didn't expect this from this little fella. And then all of a sudden he's on his bike and he sank it in. I would have loved that to have been the moment where it was all over. However, he comes out second round and you knew. You could see the swagger, man. He had the swagger all about him. He came out that second round. He said, listen, it's just a matter of time. You know that I'm going to take you down. You know that I'm going to land again on you. And then he puts that crucifix on and you're thinking, you ain't getting out of that, mate. Look at that big lump all over you. You ain't getting out of that. And he just started pounding away and thinking... It's a listen. It's a great finish, but they're the type of finishes that I kind of don't like. Do you know the the ground and pound type of? I like clean. I like it absolutely yeah, yeah. starch. I know. I, I I appreciated that fully. I appreciate. Oh, it. We'll, we'll come. We'll come on to. We'll come on to. You know the heavyweight title fight shortly because because that missed the mark massively for me. Yeah. But this was a great example of what a uh, a puncher grappler can actually do at the top level. You know, Cormier's Olympic wrestling. He just added in his backlog. He bullied him whenever he needed it. Take you down, beat the shit out of you. Kind of. Attitude. He bullied him. Mate. He, he fought Ozemir out of his own game, but was light on his feet in and out. Was landing good shots of his own. His own right hand wasn't missing at one stage, especially in the second round. And then when he did take him down, it was the way he put it. I, I loved it. He took, he got side control. He trapped the the Uzumi's right arm first with his hands, and then he basically just worked that left arm underneath his legs, so he was completely pinned. I thought it was beautiful. He used his body weight to to keep Uzumi crushed down. Uzumi obviously is a striker, but he lacked that uh, ability on the ground. Uh, and Cormier's just used it to his full example. Put him in the position. They call it the beat down or, or the crucifix. And then just absolutely started wailing away on his on his unprotected chin and give the referee no option but to step in. For me, that was one of my favourite Daniel Cormier performances. My absolutely mile. solidifies him as the best active light heavyweight on the planet. Mm. I thought it was sensational. I thought it was brilliant. And it set up what I was hoping was going to be a brilliant main event. Yeah, listen, you watch that fight and the exhilaration of DC winning and the way that he dominated and you think... Oof. That was brilliant. Yeah. Fair play, man. <clears throat> I absolutely really enjoyed that performance. I was buzzed up. I was I was like, wow, yep. give me the next fight. We'll get to that in a minute. Just regarding the light heavyweights now, because there's these asterisks all over John Jones, right? Of course. Do we go again with DC? I would like to see Gustafsson fight DC again. I thought that was a brilliant fight and that kind of, you know, Cormier won it the first time around, but I thought Gustafsson was excellent. And, uh, you know, again, another another situation where Alexander Gustafsson gets in a world title fight and just comes short on a, on a split decision. For me, that's the only real fight to make, though, at 205 for DC. Um, but then by the time he fights Gustafsson, we should know whether or not, because they're talking about Cain Velasquez coming back a heavyweight, DC's training partner, of course, and fighting Stipe potentially later summer or the end of the year. Um, 
I think Stipe Miocic probably needs that for his legacy. I think we'll come on to it shortly, but I think there's not really much of an argument now that he's the greatest UFC heavyweight. He's just done something no UFC heavyweight's ever done. But for me, to solidify his legacy, he needs to fight Cain Velasquez. Unfortunately, Cain Velasquez can't get fit. No mistake of Stipe Miocic. But DC made it clear at the weekend that, yes, he would be interested in moving up to heavyweight. Yeah. Somewhere where he's, he's fought before and been a champion before. Uh, he was strike first. He was strike force heavyweight champion, of course, DC. But he's, he made it clear that he wouldn't go up there if, if, if Kane was there. It's like, that's Kane's weight class. Now, if Kane Velasquez, I think if he doesn't come back this year, he's never coming back. Yeah. And if that doesn't happen by the end of the year, we could see DC go up and fight Steve. I think he needs to, man. That would be. I think he needs to because he, he looks like he's struggling on at the weight. On weighing day, yeah. he's grey and he's fit. He looks he is. Fucked, But, he, he but looks he's out. big, isn't he? He's a big guy. Yeah. You know, it's not like he's fucking ripped to shreds and you think, wow, how is he making 205? Yeah. You're kind of looking out going, well, you know, the guy likes living. You know, you know I mean? <laughs> Let's not get away from the fact that DC's not a ripped fucking torso here. You know, he's a big, chunky guy. Phys- physically, he may not be able to go any lighter than 205, but when you look at his structure and, and his height and everything else, and, and the way he looks at 205, mm. kind of flashy, you think, well, if you took £20 off, you'd be ripped to bits mm. and you would be a middleweight. Mm. Uh, you would be a, Yeah, you'd be a middleweight. So I think moving up would suit DC. I, w- I would certainly test his own legacy again. He's done it and again succeeded at it. But for me, I just think the Gustafsson win and then we'll know what's happening with John Jones because... You know, again, he's talking about John Jones inside uh, in the press conference afterwards, and he's like, he's gone now. He's he, uh, he's done enough negative things in my life that I don't think about him no more. I don't I don't want to call him out anymore. Uh, John Jones has has kind of fucked DC's head up. So I get where he's coming from, not wanting to talk about John Jones, but it, sound, it sounds like John Jones will be coming back. But I think the Gustafsson rematch financially yeah. makes more sense for DC's legacy as well. And if he gets a big win against Gustafsson, a decisive win then suddenly we're starting to talk about DC now being the best clean light heavyweight we've seen too. I like that. You put the caveat of clean, clean yeah, light of heavyweight. Clean. Um, speaking of legacies, man, there's no, there is no conversation to have other than the best heavyweight um, the UFC has ever seen. Nobody's defended that belt the amount of times that Stipe Majorchic has done. I don't care where anybody else is at, whether they're going, oh, Brock, or they're going Kane, or, or they're going, whatever. like you say, Randy, they're, doing, they're mentioning all these names. Stipe Majorchic is the best heavyweight that there has ever been in the UFC. Yeah, absolutely. You don't make three consecutive defences and, and not have that title. He's, he's done something no other heavyweight's ever done. And look at You've the murder, got to accept Look that. at the murderer's row that he's just gone yeah, through in his last five absolutely. fights. Absolutely. And, you know, the last four were brilliant. First round finishes. This one, not so much. But are you? Bl- Do you know what I'm doing here? Right, I'm I'm looking at it two ways. Yes, the fight doesn't live up to expectation. No, nobody anticipates it going 25 minutes. And to be fair, the last 15 minutes of it were a little bit. Ugh, come on, you know what yeah, I mean? Of course. But clever, really uh, clever from Stepe. You think to yourself, listen, man, just get the win because yeah. he's going to move on and then fight against somebody else or maybe Kane or maybe so- the Kane might fight might be very similar actually very grappling heavy yeah. but if he fights for example he's just fought the Santos yeah first round knockout he's fought over him first round knockout those type he's going to come back with another first round knockout at some point isn't he absolutely and you know what listen 
I can't knock. I can't knock Majocic. Well, I can. I will knock Majocic for this performance. Outstanding performance against a massive, super dangerous striker. For me, Majocic's tactics absolutely spot on. That's how you do it. That's how you handle it. You take. Don't take too many chances. You put the guy on his back. You make it hard for him. You build up that lactic acid and then big giant muscles. But then you finish the fight, man. Finish it. What are you carrying him for? Do you know what? I'm, you know, I, when you're in round five and you've got the guy on all fours and you're basically on. just lying on top of him and, and, and the commentary team, you know, Joe Rogan and whatever, the commentary team are going, wow, yeah, he's putting all his body weight on him. He's tying I know. He's been doing it for five fucking rounds, boys. Yeah. We know what he's doing. We get it. He's taking zero chances. But this is show business. This is sports entertainment. I was not entertained. Mm. I'm watching a heavyweight fight. I was for main two events. rounds. I was for two uh, rounds. Absolutely. Because I was fascinated by the fact that Mayo Chich had the tactics to completely negate Nganu, and Nganu was, was dead on his feet. But after two rounds, I'd seen it. After that, Nganu was just fucked. I don't know why Steve... I felt like Mayo Chich, it was like safety first, and I get that. The guy's super dangerous. But once you had him on the floor, he was gone. They had nothing to offer. Yeah. He couldn't even get up off all there was at fours. Least, there was at least three occasions when he was lying on Take his back. Take his back and go for a submission. Absolutely. Three occasions where he could have done that. And I thought, yeah. and I was like, why are you not doing it? The referee warned him so many times, come on, bit of action. What did Stipe do? He just starts throwing lazy left punches yeah. at Nganu's face. Knees, knees to the body. Knees. But it, was, it wasn't like, he's gone for the finish. He's gone for the finish. It was enough to stop the referee from standing them up. And I was bored about that. That, that bores me. I'm here to be entertained. Like, I'm a fan. I'm a super fan. You know, I'm as fucking as hardcore about this sport and I'd argue anybody in this country, especially. But I was not entertained. Now, I tweeted about that. I was like, bit of a damn squid, that. Bit of a letdown, I've got to be honest. But, you know, great Majocic. And I got a bit of, I got a bit of stick on Twitter. Even uh, Tony Bellew, who's a massive UFC fan, he come on and was like, oh, you know, I'd love to see Stipe against Kane. And I was like, absolutely, Tony, that'd be a great fight. I was just saying I was a bit disappointed there. I thought, you know, could pull the trigger. And someone come on and was like, ah, oh, you know, if you don't think that was a, a masterclass by Majocic uh, for five rounds, then you're definitely a casual fan. I didn't even respond to the guy. He only had 23 followers. I couldn't be asked. Casual fan, I... I've been editor of the world's biggest ever made magazine for the last six years. The point is, I'm allowed to not like a fight. I'm yeah. just because this is it. I appreciate my Ochich. I appreciate what you're doing, man. Tactics are fucking spot on. Entertainment. But I'm a fan. I want to be entertained. That I wasn't. There was times in that fight. I'm looking at my phone, going, "Here we go." Well, he's on his back. He's just going to take him for the ride. This bugs now. me. This bugs me. Go for it. This attitude, me. right? This attitude bugs me in general with fight sports. You get a lot of it in boxing. Yeah, yeah. You don't get too much of it in mixed martial arts. You, but you, it is starting to seep in, right? Because you are starting to, to see masterclasses. Yeah, boring masterclasses. For example, like I get it a lot when I comment on DC. So DC will give you a wrestling, grappling masterclass. Yeah, it'll bore it out for twenty five minutes and get a a, a, a massive unanimous I, decision. I'll, I'll give you that in dangerous fights. In dangerous fights, but. In, against Rumble twice, he submitted him. Yeah. Late on, late on he, just, got, he goes for the finish late on. That was my thing with Stipe, yeah. He didn't go for it. At no point did he go, I'm going to fucking rubber stamp this. I've absolutely completely dominated every round. Mm. It's the fifth now. He's on all fours again. I've got my body weight on him like I've been doing for every round. He can't get up. He's absolutely exhausted. You know what? I'm going to fucking submit him. He didn't do it. And that, for me, took the shine off it because I was like, it was. he could have easily done it, in my opinion. You know, I think all the judges scored that. 50-44, so he had a 10-8 round in there. He could have had more than one 10-8 yeah, yeah. round in there. Mm. Why in the last minute didn't he just go, shit a bus, come on, kid? Well, this is the thing that bugs me, right? 
regarding the fans' attitude, because I think there's a collective where people who would class themselves as hardcore fans think that they've got to conform and say, oh, I appreciate what he's doing there. That's yeah, yeah. an absolute masterclass. That's brilliant. No, speak from the heart. Are you entertained? Mm-hmm. There's not a cat in house chance you are entertained watching this. I don't give a if fuck who you are. If you're a collegiate wrestling coach of 40 years, you're probably having a wank watching that. Don't get me wrong. Really? Even the last yeah. two rounds? Yep, yeah, because that's what they're all about, isn't it? It's not about, it's not about necessarily stopping fights. It's about dominating position and having a dominant position over somebody and being able to manhandle somebody and, and hold them there. That's, what, that's kind of where the wrestling comes from. But that's not sports entertainment. This is why they're trying to kick wrestling out of the Olympic Games because it's fucking boring. Yeah. Nobody watches it. Absolutely. Nobody wants to watch college wrestling. Nobody wants to watch Olympic wrestling because it's boring. There's no big finishes. There's not enough entertainment. This is not wrestling. This is mixed martial arts. I want to be entertained. Yes, I appreciate Stipe, his tactics, greatest heavyweight UFC's ever seen. I'm not fucking denying that. What I am wanting to see is him going, you know what? I'm destroyed this guy. You all told me I was going to lose. The bookies in Vegas had me as an underdog. How dare you? I'm going to rubber stamp the shit out of this. Watch this. Because other fighters in the organisation would have done that. Daniel Cormier's done that previously. Conor McGregor would have done that. It, all the big stars finish fights. They get in there and finish fights. And for me, this is why Stipe is like a vanilla champion. It's the heavyweight champion of the world. This guy should be the biggest star in the planet. Certainly the biggest star in the UFC. He's not the biggest star, not even close. And he, he, you know, this this big performance, he should have jumped up to the top of the pound for pound rankings. Oh, the heavyweight champion of the world, he's the man. It does not, he's a vanilla champion because he, opportunities like this, he like, this was his moment. This was his moment. The last four fights, he's had four first round knockouts. Amazing. Against veterans, former champions. This was the time for Stipe to go, you fucking don't need Conor McGregor, boys. I'm here. I've just destroyed him and finished him. But instead, he lays on his back for what felt like five, well, felt like more than twenty-five minutes. As a, I'm trying to watch it as an impartial sports fan that's had to stay up till five o'clock in the morning to watch this. And I've, I've, I've watched Daryl Spence, I've watched Cormier, I've watched the undercard, and I've been entertained. And now I'm like, here we go, this is the big one. And I watch a masterclass, but he didn't pull the trigger at the end, and that for me took the shine off it. Mm. What about Ngannou now? He's not the greatest advertisement for the uh, the PI, is he? The, the performance institute. <laughs> That's the truth. I think they need to go get some more cardio machines for the kid. Yeah, This is prime. I mean, we say this all the time about Anthony Joshua, don't we, in the heavyweight division in the world of boxing. Too much muscle mass. He's just too much muscle mass. The, 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 he gassed, the lactic acid kiss kicked in, and that was the end of it. Five yeah. minutes, mate, and that's it. If he ain't knocking you out in five minutes, you've won the fight. Yeah, it certainly seemed that way. And you know what? Listen, he's a complete novice, this guy. You know, he's only been around the sport since 2013, and he's only 13 fights into his career. He's got a long way to go yet. I think what you probably will find now is that the the, the French corner team that he works with will suddenly start to change. You'll probably see a um, you know a full time strength and conditioning coach come on board, a full time nutritionist come on board to try and maximize the potential that he's got and he has got phenomenal potential and just because he, he gets will be dominated by Mayochic, I believe someday. one day he's got he's certainly got the potential to become UFC heavyweight champion absolutely believe that yes there's massive holes in his game but you know what we knew that anyway that's why no one predicted he'd win on points mm. we all thought if he wins he's going to knock Stipe out early you catch him and knock him out early but He's got an awful lot of holes to fill in his game now. The thing is, he's got the support to make that kind of thing happen. Mm. What worries me is when I'm seeing him sit in the middle of a title fight, you know, deep into a title fight, 
fucking corner team guy who looks like Predator is is covering him in towels. Now I hope that I, ice they were they were covered in ice. Well, uh, uh, you've cleared it up for me. Then thank God they were because I was like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. You're covering them in towels. Jesus Christ! Don't warm him up. Uh, don't warm him up. <laughs> cool, do cool do the exact down. opposite. Yeah, 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 cool him down. So listen, I I believe with the right. People around him, he will only learn from this and Gary. There's no no shame in losing to Stipe Miocic. The bookies are bonkers, do you know what I mean? Mm. I can't believe they, they actually had him as, as favourite with Miocic's track record. Yeah, I know we were getting romantic saying double first round knockouts and everything else, but in reality, if you'd have said to me, where's your where's your mortgage, this month's mortgage money gone? I'd have 100% put it on DC and, and, and Stipe Miocic, of course I would. Um, but in terms of Nganu's future, He's just got. A, I think he's got a, a journey, long travel now. And I think there's there's guys in the heavyweight division, um, three or four of them that you would now think will fancy that fight. You know, all Vadum's got to do is close the distance and get inside them big punches, and Vadum takes him down and submits him. It's not a problem. Mm. You know, there's guys in there. If you look at it, look at his record in the UFC, it has been strategically done. Strikers, do you know what I mean. He's been put up, put in with Hamilton, put in with Arlovsky, put in with Overeem. Guys who are only going to try and stand, stand and bang with him. That was the difference with Stipe. Stipe was always going to take him down, and as a because we didn't know, you see, because uh, Overeem tried to take him down and he stuffed the takedown. We were all like, "Whoa, he can't even take this guy down." He only tried once. Yeah, Myochid tried a couple of times. It didn't happen. But when he did get him down. He was like a turtle, wasn't he, on his back? Yeah. He, he couldn't get back up physically. I hope up. it doesn't affect the way that he approaches a fight. I hope th- that defeat of the week, he says, oh, I've learnt loads in that fight. Yeah, cool. I don't want him to be cautious. No. I don't want him to come out and go, right, I'll just see my way into a fight. I still want him to be explosive. I think when I you still want him to be swinging big, from the rafters. When you're that big, you've got to you've got to play to your strengths, and that remains swinging from the rafters. But what he's got to do is he's got to graft. He needs a full time wrestling coach, hmm. um, and he needs to learn that part of the sport desperately. But you know what? With the at the performance centre there, I'm sure I'm sure they're gonna team up with all the best coaches that he needs to be. But get on the rod, son. Get that rod work done. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, listen, that was. I'm not even going to talk about it in the car. Can't be asked. There was some. There was some decent fights on there, but it was all about that too. And that's where well, I want to mention ed- the fact that 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 Coco Main that I did mention on the show, Calvin Katarzyn was a cracker. You know, I just, I just want to flag up the fact that I, I fucking called that was going to be good. You're thing, only doing that because you got the bloody main events wrong. That's the only reason why yeah, you're yeah, doing it. Probably two, yeah. And then the other one was Thomas Almeida, man. Fucking hell. Yeah, nice. Talk about a career gone backwards. Rob Font, that finish from Rob Font was mm. in, insane. And, you know, Thomas Almeida's gone to, gone from being the future of that uh, of that bantamweight division. He's lost three of his last four. Mm. Scariest time for him, but you know, outstanding performance by Rob Font. But you, you're right; it, it was the it was the main event, wasn't it? That was what it was all about. Listen, you're um, as you've just mentioned at the start of that rant, uh, the uh, the credentials that you stacked up as a journalist, mm-hmm. being the uh, the former editor of the Fighters Only magazine and various things before that. Mm-hmm. I want to know what the journalistic obsession is with is Connor strips, is Connor not strips? What the fuck is that? All? I've got no Why idea. did that dominate the whole of that press conference before? Yeah. Listen, right. The, the 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 president, listen to him. Listen to what's coming out of his mouth, you fucking morons, right? Yeah. This fight on here between Khabib and Tony Ferguson is for the undisputed uh, championship of the world. There's your answer. Yeah. There's your answer. Exactly. End of chat. You've got a theory as to why he's not physically come out and said it. Yeah, of course, because, um, you know, listen, first and foremost, Khabib, Tony Ferguson, best two active lightweights on the planet, cannot wait to see that fight um 
I think that's an absolute belt, and it's, I'm glad that Dana White has confirmed it will be for the full lightweight full championship of the Absolutely. world. Absolutely, rightfully so. Absolutely. The reason they haven't done it is because in that same week was the launch of the new UFC 3 EA Sports video game. Yeah. And who's on the cover of the video game? With both his belts. Conor McGregor. There you go. The champ champ. There you go. So they're not going to come out and go, yeah, he's no longer the champ at all, and uh, he's been stripped, now he's got no belts, blah, blah, blah. Because you've got a fucking computer game that's just gone on sale with two belts over his shoulders. Of course they're not going to say that. There will not be a clear answer until week of Fergus and Nemegedimov when we're right on that fight, and then they'll go, oh yeah, here's, here's the new belt, what Conor's got. And you know what? Conor'll still walk around with both belts over his shoulders. Of course he will. Because he's Conor McGregor, man. They're, that's what no, he does. Listen, they are never coming out and saying, we've stripped Conor McGregor. That is not That, that no. rhetoric will not happen. Take it for granted that's what... They've had a conversation. They Conor, listen, you're inactive this moment in time. When you come back, if you want to fight for a title, you fight for a title. That's basically what will happen. Yep. These two lads are going at it. Undisputed champion. Fantastic. The whole fact... The, the beautiful thing about this is, for anybody that has ever followed UFC, narratives. They love narratives. Let's build a narrative. Exactly. So don't say that Conor McGregor's been stripped, so therefore there is no definitive answer mm. with, let's say, Tony Ferguson beats Khabib. Tony Ferguson is probably a bit more mouthier than Khabib. Yeah. So Tony Ferguson's then going, I'm the fucking champ. All the fans are on him going, no, you're not the champ. He's the champ. Mm. Well, no, he's been stripped. Well, nobody's told us he's been stripped. He's, he's walking around with his fucking belt. Yeah. Then your narrative builds and it exactly. builds and it builds and it builds. Then is never saying a word about it, right? Mm. Connor will come in with both belts to the press conference and say, right, let's get it on, dickhead. Let's do the thing. Absolutely. And then you've got a super fight and everybody's paying shitloads of money and you've all been done. You've all got your $60 out your pocket to go and watch the fight of the champ, champ against the champ. That's basically what's going on. He's, and then Connor at the back of it, when he wins it, will go, I'm the champ, 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 because I just won another one. That's what's going to go. The champ, 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 champ. That's it. Come on. Yeah. That's how this game works. Absolutely. Uh, so, all these journalists, I mean, esteemed journalists as well, asking the same question. They're standing up going, oh, so can you just confirm that Connor's been uh, stripped? Why would I do that? This is what's happening. This is for the undisputed title. Okay, yeah. next journalist stands up. Uh, so, let me get this thinking right. Stop being a dickhead, right? Exactly. That is for the undisputed championship of the world. Yeah. That's these are the boys. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. Let's get on with exactly. it. Exactly, it's a great fight. Absolutely, it's a great fight. Absolutely, it's a great fight. And um, you know, I'm flip flopping over this fight again. I'll tell you what's going to happen. And now, because of Khabib's last performance, I think Khabib's going to win. No, he's not. But before that fight, as I said, absolutely, Tony Ferguson's going to win. Tony Ferguson's submission game. Don't underestimate it. He's going to fucking catch him on the way, and he's going to guillotine the shit out of that bastard. Wow. And he's going to take him out. Okay, we'll right? see. Because th- we know what Khabib's going to do. Yeah, of course. Khabib wants to get in, grapple, wrestle. Throw he you wants- down and beat you down. That's what he wants to do, mm-hmm. right? So at some point, well, I'll say at some point, in the first 10 seconds, he's going to try and shoot. He's going to shoot, isn't he, at yeah. some point. Tony Ferguson's red hot, mate. He's absolutely red hot. He will get that guillotine on and he will rip his head off. I'm yeah. telling you now. Tony Ferguson Listen, will be the boy. The best thing about it, again, these are the two and he's too big. best Look how big he active is. lightweights in the world. Absolutely outstanding. This is a, a true 50-50 fight for me. I can't wait for it. Mm. cannot wait. Well, we've got to wait for it. Just hope it happens. UFC 22. Yeah, that's another thing. We're Just getting all carried happens. away. Get off the tiramisu, sunshine. Um, anyway, the other fight that was uh, made, Max Holloway, uh, Frankie Edgar. This was supposed to be made at the back end of last year. Frankie got a facial injury. I'm delighted that this fight has been uh, rehashed and well done for getting it back on. 
Um, Max Holloway for me is the best geezer at this in this weight yep. category at the moment. But yep. if there's anybody that's going to be able to challenge him, it's Frankie Edgar. There's a reason why Conor McGregor never mentioned Frankie Edgar's name when Conor McGregor was the champion at this weight category because Frankie's a dangerous motherfucker. Yeah, absolutely. And the days of me uh, betting against Frankie Edgar are fucking long gone because he's won so many title fights when I've gone. I'm not giving him much of a chance. Um, but yeah, you know, this is the Max Holloway era for me. Max Holloway, best fighter in the whole of mixed martial arts in 2017. Um, and he gets the, you know, for me, had a, had a real, had a real major scalp to his, to his legacy in this featherweight division. Um, Tough to look past the max win, but again, I will never ever bet against Frankie Edgar again. Did you catch any uh, Bellator at the weekend? I did. Yes, I did. I watched some. I streamed some of it. Yeah. Did you watch the Veterans Tour? No. Well, I didn't watch that shit, obviously. <laughs> but uh, I watched the Rory McDonald Douglas Lima fight, which was an absolute belter. Yeah, it was a good fight. But uh, yeah, I didn't watch Chael Sonnen against against the uh, Rampage Jackson because it's just you... two fat old men, isn't it? <laughs> no interest. <laughs> no interest in watching them fight at all. Obviously, for those who do give a shit, it's on. Panamount TV. It's on this weekend. It's on this weekend. That's the thing that pisses us off, right? Because we tape delay. It's owned by Channel Five. It's owned by the same company. Viacom Viacom owned the lot. Why is it on a week tape delay? Exactly. Why not do it? Nonsense. It's been going on for well over a year now. Mm. It's absolute nonsense. But um, it's worth watching because Rory McDonald against Douglas Lima, as I say, is an absolute belt of a fight. If you're a fan of Rory McDonald and who isn't uh, from his UFC days, then. It's just kind of a follow-on from where he was in the UFC. Mm. An absolute war. Uh, he, ends, he ends up with this weird hematoma on his left shin, yeah. uh, which just looked like he was wearing the shin pads. Proper weird. Uh, ends up in hospital afterwards. All that kind of rhetoric. But he wins, he wins the fifth and final round, which clinched him the title yeah. against Douglas Lima. It was a great fight, to be fair. Mm. And also on that card, uh, it's worth watching because Aaron Pico once oh. again scores an amazing body shot. I said, didn't I, last year, one of my favourite knockouts yeah. was that Aaron Pico left hook to the body. Yeah. Uh, and he did the same thing again here, 37 seconds into his fight. Body shot, knockout. We said it before, we'll say it again. Aaron Pico is the future of mixed martial arts in his mm. featherweight division. Last time Nick said that, though, he lost his fight. So. He lost his pro <laughs> debut, yeah. He lost his pro <laughs> debut. But we've had two first round knockout, yeah, body since. shot, knockout finishes since, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Aaron Kid's Pico, special. remember the name. Yeah. He will be a UFC fighter at some point, won't he? You'd, well, you'd he'd, imagine he'd that he'd have to. Well, the thing is, he's been with Bellator since before he turned even pro. Mm. They signed him like two years before he turned pro, he, they were paying him a wage when he was still trying to get into the uh, Olympic team for the wrestling, for the Olympic Games. Mm. So he may well have this weird affinity where he stays in Bellator forever, but at some stage, you know, kind of like Lewis Hamilton leave, leaving McLaren, leaving Mercedes and, and moving on or whatever, at some stage, even though he's kind of been on their wage bill for so long, you've got to think Adam Pico, just as a, just as a com- competitor, would want to switch over to the UFC and try his luck over there. Mm. Have you uh, had a little bit of a do at that new computer game that you mentioned earlier on, by the way? Because I know that your boy was down there, Mr. Till. Yeah, I haven't had a go with the game yet. I'm waiting for the UFC to send me out a free copy. Have you Have you um, seen the, him and your other mate doing a little bit of a loving? Him and Dan yeah. had a bit of a day out, didn't yeah. they, on the Thursday? Yeah, yeah. yeah disappointed. They did. yeah, didn't get the invite. Cheers, lads. Nope. Thanks no, for that. Exactly. Much appreciated. I've also noticed that... Uh, Darren Till is uh, going now by the name of Darren the Gorilla Till. The Gorilla. He's completely and utterly mm. taking it on board, yeah. We were shy of a nickname anyway, and uh, well, it seems like that gorilla off your mobile phone, off the, the emoji cons or whatever it's called. Well, I think um, I think Dan may have referred to him as a gorilla uh, during commentary, and obviously uh, Dan uh, Darren's picked up on that, and he yeah. thought, right, I'll have a piece of that, nice one. So now they're all busy mates. I think uh, Dan Hardy's getting ten percent on any uh, merchandise we're gorilla on. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> it's Dan for you. Um, no news 
as of yet that we're allowed to tell you about regarding uh, and, uh, no. Till's next fight. No. Um, but I, but I can't wait for it. I can't wait to... Stay tuned. It. Yeah, can't wait for it. Yeah, it's going to be a wonderful announcement when it finally happens. Cannot wait. People keep giving a shit because... Um, He's the biggest star in fucking mixed martial no, arts. Just in general, when we know stuff that we're not allowed to talk about, and then when it does end up getting released, we go, yeah, we were supposed to tell you about this two weeks ago, but this... <laughs> we couldn't. Yeah, yeah, We genuinely are not allowed to tell you about this because I don't think it's fully signed as of yet. No, no, it's not fully signed yet, no. And, uh, and, you know, and a date and a place. We, we shouldn't know about it, but we kind of we we, we, we do <laughs> but it's really good yeah but as they say loose links loose lips sink ships yeah. so let's, yeah. n- let's not take anyone so down. let's just pretend that we're talking absolute bullshit yeah darren till's not got a fight who i've never heard of him um this weekend um one i say one of my favorite middleweights he's kind of fallen off a little bit because of his inactivity i've kind mm-hmm. of forgot about him jackery mm-hmm. you know because there were a period of time when the crocodile was knocking about, snapping people's arms off for fun. And I was thinking, this guy, I hope Bispin stays away from this dude because this dude, is a he's the killer in this division. Yeah. But because of inactivity, maybe injuries and promotional difficulties and various things like that, and a defeat as well yeah. to Bobby Knuckles, I've just gone, oh, I, f- I totally forgot about Jack Ray, but he's back this weekend in a great fight against Brunson. It should be an absolute beauty. Yeah, it's a weird one, uh, him and Brunson going at it. Obviously, they fought before as well, but it was the fact that they fought before and Jack Ray knocked him out inside the round, I think. Mm. I think it was it. I think it was really early. I don't know. I'll check that, but I think Jack Ray knocked him out really early. It was a few years ago now. Um, Jack Ray obviously hasn't fought since getting stopped by Bucky Knuckles in sex- sensational fashion almost a year ago. Brunson... Ugh, after that dire performance against Anderson Silva, he's won a couple. Mm. So he, it, it's kind of like a a fight to stay relevant in this middleweight division in the UFC. It is a decent fight. Uh, hopefully they get a decent crowd in North Carolina. I think the undercard's pretty solid as well. It's one of those, again, it's a sleeper fight night card, isn't it, where you're like, don't take your eye off it because something sensational might happen. Um Mirsad Bektic, who we both say, big fans of, comes back on this That's card the thing too. that I'm most interested about, because yeah. Mirsad, when we, when, when we saw Mirsad at in, in Manchester, he was unbelievable. He's had a good couple of performances, but then Elkins got his hands on him. When Mirsad was brilliant, Elkins then turned the fight around in that third round and ended up winning it. Yeah. Where's his head at is exactly where we, we should go with this, Mirsad Bektic, because everybody was tipping him as, this guy is the fucking this is the future, one, yeah. man. He's the future of the featherweight division, no question about it. At some point, he's going to be a world champ. It, it was a like an upward trajectory, and now it's just sliding a little bit. Yeah, big opportunity against uh, Godfredo Pepe uh, this weekend, who's unranked. So you'd anticipate even being ranked at number fourteen in this division, Bektic comes through it. I think he's got to come through it in style, though. I think he's got to put one of those performances where it's a bit highlight reel. You know what I mean? Where everybody goes, "Fucking hell, he's still going!" Right? Okay, cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and Pepe, you know, people might remember he was in tough. A few years ago, like he fought in the tough tournaments. I think it was one of the Brazilian ones. So he's got a decent following, a decent reputation. Uh, I think he's coming off a loss, though, as well, as far as I know. So, um, Bektic, this is a guy that I've been raving on about for a long time. And anyone that trains with him down at, um, down at ATT in Florida as well, they say massive things about him. Um, he's got this incredible backstory of being a you know a political refugee from yeah. from uh, from, a, from Bosnia really? from, from Bosnia yeah mm. and then he moved to America and he had a hard time settling in he found martial arts and his backstory is amazing um, but you know he was he was laid up by the damage wasn't he Darren Elkins last time out he was dominating a fight completely for two rounds and he takes his eye off the ball and gets knocked out so 
massive moment did he just for get Bektic, knocked out, mate? He got oh, he got cleaned in out, half, yeah, he it? did. Uh, so this is a massive moment for Bektic to come out, and it wouldn't surprise me if he went for the first round finish just to kind of make a statement, but awful for for his own psychological state to be like, you know what? I'm still the boy. I was pissing me last fight, and I took my eye off the ball and walked into a shin and then a, a left hand. So um, I, I fancy him to do a bit of a number on Godfredo Pepe here, yeah. But uh, mm. it's a decent card, I'd say. Dennis Bermudez, Andre Feely, chief supporter, decent yeah. fight as well. So I'm looking forward to it. Feely's, um, I'm sure he's a mate of Cody Norbrandt. Touchy Feely, man, one of the best names yeah, in yeah, the martial yeah. arts. Uh, Touchy Feely. Uh, Cody Noll of Garbrandt, yeah, he's a mate of his. So, and I think he's not, uh, obviously, it's a very difficult style to uh, replicate, but he... Working out the same gym, there's there's mannerisms that you would look at. You think, yes, there's similar things there. Uh, So definitely go and have a little bit of a nosy. But the top of the bill, uh, Jacare versus Brunson is a decent little knock. Early hours of Sunday morning on BT Sport in the UK. Make sure you check it out. See, fight season's kicking off, man. Big style. Boxing's back on and there's some great performances there. UFC's back on. Yeah. Great performances there. We're getting matchups being made that we're all getting dead excited about. 2018's shaping up to be a quality year already. It's shaping up to be an amazing year. We just hope one of our one of our fa- one of our biggest uh, fighters that we absolutely love, Bobby Knuckles, as well. We just want to do a quick shout out to him too. Bobby Knuckles, of course, was unable to defend his middleweight title in Perth in a couple of weeks' time because he he pulled out with a, with a, with illness. And we were joking on last week, so saying that's the, that's the beauty of being the full champ because uh, you don't go into anything not anything less than hundred percent. He's probably got a fucking cold, but with it being you know a big opportunity for him, he's got the belt now. You know he won't go into anything hundred percent. Shit, how wrong were we? The guy's got. A fucking, whoa, whoa, whoa! Well, how sorry. wrong were you? How wrong was I? Yeah. Uh, Bobby Knuckles, it's now come out. It's got a staph infection in his stomach. That doesn't sound nice. Well, staph infection, you know. People who roll on mats regularly know that you, you catch it on the mats, but you know it, it, it literally fucking eats away at your body. You know, there's photographs there I've seen of guys with literally, you know, tennis ball size holes on the skin where the staff has just ate away at the skin. It literally just eats away at you, um, and that's just on the outside. Now I'm, I'm not too familiar with it being on the inside, but from what I hear is a staff infection in your stomach. That staff will eat away your That's organs. Horrible, it though. will eat away your stomach line, and it'll eat away at major organs if left untreated. You know that that could kill you. Absolutely, one hundred percent could kill you. So he's in a bit of a bad way at the moment. Uh, you know he's in serious condition from what we hear in Australia. So we wish him well because man, he's one of our favourite fighters, Bobby Knuckles, isn't he? Yeah. Hopefully we'll go. Um, well, once he's fit and and and, and banging again, uh, we'll get him on the show for a little bit of a chat because everybody asks for a little bit of a Bobby Knuckles update. We'll try and do that for you. Absolutely. Thank you very much for uh, listening to the show. It's been an absolute pleasure once again being in your company. Hope you're enjoying uh, what we are bringing you. Hopefully there's going to be some even bigger news from Fight Disciples coming uh, in the not-too-distant future as well. So make sure you are with us, uh, especially as we head towards March 17th, UFC London. We spoke to Jimmy, didn't we, last week? Yep. He's in great spirits, Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy Manor, that is. Uh, we still haven't had any uh, confirmation of the main event of that uh, night as of yet, even though Vita Belfort has been offered the Bispin fight. Bispin's told him to fuck off, <laughs> as Bispin <laughs> normally does. Uh, but we'll try and keep you up to date with that as well. So make sure you're all over our social media, at Fight Disciples on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And please subscribe to us via our website, fightdisciples.com. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.